This is the Picard Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're wrapping up Star Trek Picard Season 2. We'll also be crowning the winner of our 10 forward pub quiz. Hello Trekkies and Trekkers, yes we are doing our wrap up of Star Trek Picards Season 2. This is TV Podcast Industries and I am one of your hosts, John. I am your other host, Derek. Uh, just the two of us this time and it's been ages since we talked Picard, hasn't it? It certainly has been. <laughs> yes. like quite a while. Uh, Chris is off on his honeymoon. He got married a couple of years ago and finally got around to his yes. honeymoon now. So. Covid delays yes. in yes, terms exactly. of when they were actually going to do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, so we know he's having a great time. He's been uh, been traveling all over, having a really good time on his holiday. So uh, we decided to get together now that we've uh, our visitors are gone. And John, you were off on holidays as well for a couple of days too. So I was. Uh, I was over visiting uh, Montmere, mm-hmm. uh, as it were, uh, <laughs> to wish her a happy birthday. Yes, yes. And then uh, and then we had visitors after that. So yes. uh, so all back to normal. We will be uh, back with loads and loads of podcasting over the next couple of weeks. Uh, June is probably the busiest month. Uh, of the year for shows that are coming out that we're covering. So Yes, and I will be away for the first half of this as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, alas, I probably won't be on all of the podcasts that come out either. Yes, and Chris, I think, is going to be away for two weeks of the time <laughs> as well, and it doesn't cross over, so we're going to have some interesting times. But I'll be here. I'll be here. Don't worry. You can worry. speak to yourself, Derek, or, yeah. or you can sort of be you and then you can pretend to be me and then you can pretend that. to be Chris. I won't do that but at least I'll hopefully be speaking to our fellow uh, TV podcast industries listeners uh, who'll be joining us for uh, for the podcast simply. Definitely <laughs> but this is TV Podcast Industries mm-hmm. and if you want to you can pop on over to the website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to the podcast on any federation or Borg supporting podcast player mm. of your choice. Any thoughts whims theories comments you name it for feedback on any of the podcasts that we have you can send them into feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or a voicemail uh, of any of the same as well but i think after that little public service announcement uh-huh. let us get on to our wrap-up of picard season Two. Yeah, now we did go into a lot of detail in our final episode of, uh, of Picard Season 2 about our thoughts on the season overall and how, how it played out, so we're not really going to go into too much detail uh, about about uh, Season 2. What we're going to do is kick off with just some feedback uh, that we didn't get around to and, and that came in after we recorded the finale podcast. Um, with that, we'll probably have a, a bit of a discussion about our thoughts on the overall season as well. Uh, definitely. And then, of course, we're going to go into our 10 forward pub quiz, give you the answers, give you the winner, and I guess announce the prize, maybe? Yes, the goodies will be announced as well. <laughs> yes, yes, they will. Right, let's get on to feedback to kick us off. Yes, first some feedback from our Facebook group uh, over on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TV podcast industries. Joe Herbers says on episode 10, I think your hope for season three following up on the things from season two will go unfulfilled. Personally, I'm okay with that. I'd rather they forget the jumble of this season and instead focus on doing something interesting or fun with the characters they are bringing back from the next generation. 
Mm, yeah, we kind of said that because the show was going to be a finite three-season uh, show, it should really tell an arc of a story, um, starting at the point of uh, Picard where he was at the beginning of the show and ending at, at a sim- at a point with this story being told uh, throughout the three seasons so that we could incorporate all the cast that have been brought on board and tell this really good story across it. Um, I'm still hopeful that that's going to be the case, but we ha- we did talk about it last time that a lot of that original cast from season one who are leaving uh, at the end of season two and haven't filmed anything for season three. So um, I really have no idea how they're going to go. And it would be interesting if the third season is literally just uh, the next generation rides again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's interesting what they thought they were going to do with three seasons when they first initiated Mm. and came up with the project. Because just having the returning cast, it it felt homogenous. This was a new, you know, in a sense, next generation, a new sort of team uh, around Picard. And so for them to effectively fall like flies, really, in Mm. this season and for it to be sort of the return of the next generation was I'm absolutely excited for that yeah. at the same time uh, it's just slightly unclear to me whether this is what they planned mm. or in some ways I just get this gut feeling that because of the covid challenges it may be just has slightly fallen apart in terms of what they wanted to do I mean yeah. it was almost I felt as though with uh, soon with that so prominent in the first season and it being kept here in a mm-hmm. different way there is something to do around that something to do with the fact that picard is effectively now uh, an, an android mm-hmm. um it, or robot or whatever the right synthetic human, synthetic human yes. um, and and I, I guess that's what, that was just the surprise for me that that just wasn't touched on mm. that's would be such a rich science fiction vein yeah. to tap. Yeah. Uh, in loads... fact, isn't it just said in one jokey line? Yeah, we don't um, really mention that anymore. So yeah. it, it all feels like it's kind of sort of unthreaded a mm. little. Um, and they had to try and do something else, I, I, I guess, maybe with the COVID, or maybe it was just the reception of season one, particularly the final episode mm. with, but that was to do with flowers in space. I, I kind of really felt rather than anything, particularly around the the main thrust of season one, which yeah. I I really enjoyed. And you know, I really enjoyed this season as well. It had some really, really good stuff in it, but I think you yes. could really tell the impact of COVID filming, COVID writing in yep. order to sort of have the small groups uh, and so on. But you know, it'll be interesting still uh, to see uh, what they do with all the characters coming back from the next generation because, yep. you know, that that is that team up, that group is so iconic. Um, there's a part of so many people's childhood um, seeing that every, like for myself, every like, Tuesday or Wednesday on BBC Two mm-hmm. uh, around dinner time. And uh, it was a real family thing. Um, yep. You know, my dad loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so less a family thing, more just myself and my dad really, <laughs> really enjoyed yep. it. And if you were in the room, you had to watch it. Right, I get you, yeah. I get you. And, and I, th- I think that's part of my challenge with going into a season three of Picard with all of the cast from from Next Generation 
if that's what it's going to be, if the story is going to be, let's catch up with the cast of The Next Generation, that's almost like a reunion tour. They might as well call this Star Trek Picard The Next Generation sequel. Yeah, reformed. Rather, rather than season three of Star Trek Picard. If you're not going to call back to anything that's happened over this uh, two seasons, it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. But I can understand what Joe's saying. If he's not happy with how those two seasons went, throw it all out and... and and do one final season, which is just all fun yeah, I think, and all fan service. Yeah, I, I think Joe's uh, phrase, you know, the jumble of this season mm. is a little bit apt, really. That's uh, something, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, it, it really is. Yes, thanks for that, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Let's go on to some thoughts from Dr. Bob Phillips, who sent in his thoughts after the show was finished. He said, so very late to this party, but I had more of a sense of joyful relief that they pulled it back from the last couple of episodes rather than the engrossed thrill of Moon Knight. I think they did keep the strands of love going strongly here and how they all need to be expressed to live a life fully. With the finale allowing JL to release his romantic heart at last, could they have been better if spared COVID and given time? Yes. Did they do the best they could, barring the final twist from Doctor Who Flux? Possibly. Do I want a season three? Yes, I do. Not as much as I want Miss Marvel or Mr. Nice 2 or a return of the Watchmen, but I'll be sure to make time for him again. I think I'm probably in that position, uh, Dr. Bob. Thanks for, thanks for your thoughts. Uh, I'm probably in that position. I'm not yeah. as excited about a third season because they got my hopes up with this season. The minute I saw that teaser of Q uh, going to be the main foil for Picard in, yeah. in this season, I was really excited. And then I got a little bit of that idea of the Borg being involved and a Borg queen. And some of that was handled really well. Loved Jurati and the Borg queen in season two. Thought it was a, a fantastic story arc and story idea. And then it wasn't executed as well as it could have been in these 10 episodes. Um, there was so much stuff that felt like, why are you focusing over here on this brand new character that you're going to drop after the end of this episode to have two people in a room when you could be focusing on the characters we really like? Why aren't you explaining the things that we really want to get explained? Like, why is Orla Brady playing two Romulan characters in this show? Uh, <laughs> that was never really explained satisfactorily. It was kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm Romulan, but no, I'm not Laris. I'm a completely different character and I'm not really going to explain it to you, um, which could have been done. There's loads of little bits like that that you're going just a bit tighter in the writing. Were they working to the final second, handing in pages to work around other things that were going on yeah. in the world? Could they have waited a couple of months and got everybody back together? Is the reason why Elnor wasn't in the season because he'd gone back to Australia and COVID restrictions wouldn't let him fly. So he was able to get over for a few days of filming. So they fit him into the series that way. Um, there's loads of questions that I have like that, and I don't think we'll ever get the answers to that because they don't want to talk about yeah about that. But I will be back for season three. Of course we will. And, and the knowing that this will be the final outing for uh, Jean-Luc Picard in the third season is exciting and going to be interesting. And hopefully they do a great job on that final season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would be in the same uh, ballpark uh, as Dr. Bob here. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see season three, certainly with The Next Generation uh mm -hmm. crew coming back i mean that does sound very very enticing and I, I i just think that the writing wasn't good enough for the restrictions that were placed on covid mm -hmm. and in some parts yes that's not the fault of the writers mm -hmm. but to my mind you know they have such a rich vein of actors here yeah. like i will watch anything that Patrick Stewart does. He mm -hmm. is great. Absolutely love him. And then you add in John Delancey's cue and that on-screen chemistry and all those 
moments between Picard and Q in in this second season were just so, so good. Mm. And then you have Whoopi Goldberg coming mm-hmm. back as Guinan, and you have this powerhouse trio yeah. of um, previous um, Next Generation cast. With an unexplored history that still remains unexplored. With, exactly. <laughs> with an unexplored history, yeah. plus the great relationships that you got from season one mm-hmm. with uh, Raffi, with seven of nine being the mm-hmm. um, that, and you just thought you could have done something, and in the end, that it was all just everyone split up, probably spent too long in twenty twenty four, and had too many threads yeah. going on, and, and and setbacks that really didn't have any meaning. And I'm still slightly unsure. I I like the um, you know. As, as Dr. Bob says, you know, that the strands of love going strongly here um, and the need for the love to be expressed to live a life fully. And certainly with Jean-Luc Picard, I, I understand that. Yeah. But it almost felt like a separate storyline, mm. almost. Um, I, don't I, think I, that's I, don't, an, I don't think that's enough to be served in a 10-episode series. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, that needed to be wound up with Q then mm-hmm. rather than with his relative. Mm. And or it needed to be just set in the Confederation time rather than having to then do time travel. Maybe I don't know. I it just felt way too busy with things when you had this core of a fantastic season one cast coming back yeah. with Whoopi Goldberg, John Delancey, mm-hmm. and with Patrick Stewart. And I, I just felt that it could have actually been tighter. Yeah. Um. You know. And. That's that's the shame for me. That's mm-hmm. my disappointment in this season because, as I said, there's so much stuff I really, really enjoyed, yeah. like when Patrick Stewart and John Delancey as Picard and Q are together, yeah. like the whole thing to do with the Borg Queen mm-hmm. and Jurati. Just so, so good. Yeah. And in the end, there's that brief moment where Rios talks about his previous relationship with Jurati, mm-hmm. that could have been the core. That should have been central, not him effectively finding another love mm-hmm. in 2024 and staying behind. That could have worked in a different way, possibly, yeah. but the core of it should have been the grouping and his concern, their drive, their urgency to try and rescue Jurati. Mm-hmm. And even if they failed, you know, yeah. um, and it was just done in a throwaway line. So it's like the nuggets of it were all there, all there. Yeah. but they just chose to go in different directions. And mm. so, yeah, it was really strange. Yeah. Yeah. And a little, little disappointing overall, but we'll be here for season three. That's, that's hope. Uh, they don't have the same kind of impacts and don't have to ride around it uh, the same way they did. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, and, Dr. Bob. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Bob. And, and just also, I, I think, um, you're right. You know, the last two episodes, I think, really pulled it back yeah. from, uh, I think it was episode eight and seven, mm-hmm. which really just seemed to labor um, the 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 setbacks uh, yeah. that were going on. Uh, so I definitely agree with you on that. So, yeah, thanks, Dr. Bob, as always, for the feedback. Really, really appreciated. Uh, we also got some feedback from Angie Arhos, who says... I was pretty disappointed in this season as a whole. I'm not sure if I'll be returning for season three. 
like much of the cast. I love the character Picard and the way he is being written now is not entirely true to the original. So many random storylines that never went anywhere. For example, the FBI agent with the Vulcan close encounter Mm. and the utter misuse of the Rios character who I adored last season. Shall I go on? I assume the patchwork feel of this season was partially attributable to COVID restrictions and the Omicron surge. But as I said, overall, a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think we're probably giving pushing a lot to COVID um, in some ways. Uh, There are just some elements, you know, we've seen now probably hundreds of shows that were produced during this period of time. You know, everything from soap operas to news services to to dramas and and sci-fi shows. I just really haven't seen the impact as much as I saw it in Star Trek Picard. Yeah. There were so many times I was sitting there going, oh, the reason why these three, three people are together over and over again is because they're in their COVID bubble. Why is it coming through so much in Picard when it's not evident in other big shows that are filming at the same time? Discovery was filming at the same time. It doesn't seem to have had those issues. Um, but let's hope we can draw a line under this, get excited about season three and, and move on because um, – it's unfortunate that we have to give it this much um, benefit of COVID, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think a lot is being pushed on COVID. Mm. At the same time, the decision was made to go ahead with it despite COVID. And so then it actually does come down on the writers Mm -hmm. as to how imaginative and well they're able to work that. And as you say, this feels like you can tell there are those issues with it when so many could at least on the face of it seem to not have that sort of feel to it. So hear that. um, You know, I think in particular, there's probably probably as, as we've said already in particular with Elnor um, and you're just thinking could have simply waited. I know it's a risk. And, and also maybe COVID was the rules were just, at a higher level because you're dealing with an actor who's in his 80s, you know? Um, Because the last thing they would want to do is that, you know, national treasure is um, taken out by COVID. Absolutely. Um, Which is why they should have waited, though, right? (laughs) Which is maybe why it was was stricter, but equally, like you say, it's also a strong argument saying, well, we just have to put it on hold until this surge goes. It just, it feels like Paramount Plus... As an organization, we're trying to fit this show into the window that they had, which was between Discovery and the start of um, yeah. Strange New Worlds. Um, that's the timeline they had, and they wouldn't let anything yeah, stop definitely. them, regardless of whether it made the show better yeah. or not. And that should it should always be for the betterment of the show. I understand these are entertainments. These are things that make money for them as a company. But wouldn't you feel like you'd get more money out of it if you made the best use of your time? <laughs> and, so, and that should have been in the writing room and uh, potentially pushing back filming and saying, look, we can't deliver a great show during this time, so we're going to have to delay it. It just would have been better. Um, Thanks for your thoughts, though, Angie, and thanks for sticking with us uh, for the season of Picard. And thanks for uh, always sending in your feedback. It's always great to hear from you and from everybody that's been sending in the feedback for Picard and for all the shows that we do. Yeah, so thanks so much, Angie, uh, as always. I I do hope you return for season three. Yeah, Um, come join us at least. Yeah, join us at least. And tell us what Um, you think. And hopefully it's a a rip roaring season three, um, to be honest. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I think we should reward our loyal listeners um, 
after all the time they spent joining us for all of Picard, let's go on to our 10 forward pub quiz with questions and answers and giving away some goodies for Picard. Yes, most definitely. Mm. Uh, fellow Trekkies, Trekkers and quizzes, uh, welcome to the answers of the 10 forward pub quiz questions mm-hmm. for season two of Star Trek Picard. Yes, and we've been a little shy about saying what the goodies are for Star Trek Picard, <laughs> the 10 forward pub quiz. And the reason for that is because there are three different official stores around the world <laughs> yeah. that give different answers. And because our wonderful Trekkers and Trekkies are in different countries and different locations, um, we can't guarantee that we'll be able to get our hands on some of the uh, some of the merchandise from Star Trek Picard uh, does depend on which country you're in. So um, once we've learned who the winner of the 10 forward pub quiz is, we'll reach out to them and we'll give some details. There are loads of great options, loads of great merchandise from Star Trek Picard that we're, we will be sending out to uh, the winner of the pub quiz. But we will be reaching out to find out where you live uh, so we can find out exactly what uh, what goodies are going to be able to go over to you. But we have certainly picked out some mm-hmm. from those Three sites, um, yeah. which is the Star Trek shop in the US, mm-hmm. Europe, and the UK. Exactly. Um, and hopefully that will cover our entrance for yes. uh, the pub quiz. Yes. If it doesn't, we'll find something else. I promise you. <laughs> but yes, uh, we'll run through the questions uh-huh. and give the the answers. Uh, we'll back and forth it between myself and Derek. Yep. So first off. Or question one, the Stargazer question. What are the five salutations given between Picard and Laris over a glass of red wine at Chateau Picard? Mm-hmm. Nostrovia, Nokain, Slancha, Sante, and Cheers, Big Ears. Yes, yes, very happy to be represented uh, as, <laughs> as Irish people. Yes, indeed. With, uh, with Slancha, our, our traditional Irish cheers. Yes. Um, so that was quite nice. And we couldn't talk about it on the podcast, uh, Orla Brady being an Irish actress. I'm sure she had a, a hand in getting Slauncher in there as well. I am sure she did. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. So uh, question two on episode two, Penance. Uh, the question was, what is the name of Dr. Jurati's virtual companion cat? Uh, the cat is called Spot 73. Uh, a little reference to Data, uh, whose cat was called Spot on uh, The Next Generation. Yes. Episode three, the assimilation question what cookies does Rios try and bribe the child with in order to get his communication badge back? It was peanut butter cookies. Of course, I love peanut butter cookies. Mm. Mm. Love, I, I, I totally would give the badge back. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> uh, on episode four, uh, The Watcher, the question was, what three items connected by the number 15 provide Picard and Gerati with their clue to when the divergence will happen? They are the Abacus, where she counts out 15 on the Abacus, uh, the 15th volume of the Encyclopedia Britannica, and Chateau Picard Pinot Noir, 1915. So, yes, all 15, all related to the 15th of the month. Yes. Uh, And weirdly, from all that disparate uh, evidence, they managed to get the 15th of June. Um, Yeah. Yes. Very clever. Very able to piece the dot to dot. To dot, to dot. Absolutely. I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> Jurati's a genius, John. That's true. That is true. And she had Borg Queen in her. So She did. Yes. yes. Or did she? She had the information yes. from the Borg Queen yes. in her telling yes. her that, that was is true. That is true. Yes. That's the thing I forgot uh, in my mind. Yes. They were, they were just reading tarot cards or consulting a crystal ball, John. Well, let us go on to episode five where mm-hmm. we are flown to the moon with mm-hmm. the question... 
How many seconds does Q predict it will take for Adam Soon to sit down to hear his offer? It is 17 seconds, mm. and did, he was bang on the money. Did anybody check out their, uh, check yeah. out their stopwatch to check it? See if the filming was 17 seconds? <laughs> yeah, I probably would have done as a kid, because I know from Star Wars A New Hope, okay. uh, as the Death Star is coming round the larger planet to the... Um, the I think it's the the moon of that planet, Yavin mm. 4, where the rebel base is actually on. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the Death Star would have charged up and fired and blown it to smithereens. Did you measure the countdown? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. And then measured, yeah. And I was like, okay, they would have gone. Okay, so, well, at least you weren't trying to measure parsecs for the Kessel Run, I suppose. No, that's so, true. Yes. The Empire would have won, <laughs> and that would have been the end of that. Uh, which, of course, wouldn't have made a good trilogy. No, that would have been absolutely awful, this trilogy. <laughs> um, that's halfway through the book quiz questions, though. Uh, on to episode six, two of one. The question was, what is the type of shuttle, and what nickname does Rene Picard call the shuttle as Jean-Luc tells her to look up as he tries to calm her down? The shuttle was the OV-165 shuttle, nicknamed Spike, uh, yes. which lots of people noticed um, that that's uh, a reference to uh, to some previous, which lots of people know, um, because it's a reference to, uh, in, in Star Trek Enterprise, it, it's referenced yes. in there. Yeah, yeah so. it's in the opening uh, credits and that's title sequence, yes. That's right, that's right. Excellent stuff. On to episode seven, uh, Monster. The question was, what bar does Queen Jurati go to in this episode? Mm. It is Deacon's Bar. Yep, and for those of you who were asking when you were sending in your questions, no, I have no idea what the reference to Deacon's is. Uh, it may just be somebody that works in the production. It could be, yeah. Or it could just be Or the they sign. love Deacon Blue. Or it could have been the sign on the bar that they uh, that they filmed in <laughs> already. They just decided not to change it. Um, on episode eight, Mercy, the question was, before he meets the Vulcans, what is the name of young Agent Wells' lost puppy that he calls out for in the woods? It was Maggie. It was. Yes. Not my aunt Maggie. No. No, his dog is called Maggie. Not Mr. Maggie. Miyagi. That's very different, John. <laughs> I, know, I know. Maggie is it. Is I was it. trying Pop. to be funny. Good job. Oh, well. <laughs> but I guess he thought he saw gremlins, ultimately, with the old Vulcans. You know, mm. he was petrified. He was. So, close enough. But yes, it was Maggie. Mm-hmm. The answer was Maggie. For episode nine, Hide and Seek, the question we asked was, in Chateau Picard, as Raffi and Seven prepare to storm La Serena, what three weapons do they have to take on the dozen Borg drones that stand in their way? Mm-hmm. It was a knife, a corkscrew, and an ice pick. That's a challenging uh, set of weapons to go yes, up against a set of, uh, of new Borg drones. I think you should <laughs> add in a cheese knife, and then you could have a good picnic. Yes, not a battle as well. for your lives. <laughs> Our final question on episode 10. Farewell. The final question is, what astronaut does Talon replace to speak with René Picard before takeoff? I am so impressed with our Trekkies and Trekkers because I got the full name, John. You were laughing at me uh, knowing the full name there. It was Maya Orlando uh, is the name of the Excellent other person. Stuff. It's only mentioned in dialogue that her name is Maya or Maya. Um, but you see her full name on her patch, uh, Maya Orlando. And I know a lot of our wonderful fellow uh, Trekkies and Trekkers must have paused um, to catch that. So well done yeah. to everybody that entered. Those were a really difficult set of questions, John, uh, I will say. We don't normally do them this difficult. What that means is, out of all of the entries, we have six people with the fully correct answers. And yes, that's it. I know. Oof. So, down to you six. 
we will find out which one of you has won the goodies and get in contact with you and tell you what the goodies are, or at least uh, tell you, you you tell us where you are and we can tell you uh, which set of goodies you're winning. So, John, do you want to announce who's in the draw? Yes. So, the six people that are in with a shout uh, and to go into the digital Google Tombola randomizer for Mm -hmm. the numbers are Will Walton, Victor Sellers, Andrew Davis, Jamie Lawson, Laura Redenbaugh, and Dr. Bob Phillips. Yes, okay, so six people in. Hey, Google, give me a number between one and six. Here's a random number, two. Number two is... Excellent stuff. Congratulations to... Victor, Victor Sellers. Sellers, yes. Well done, Victor. Well done, Victor. You will be receiving some goodies from the US shop. I think so, yes. I think Victor's over in, over in the US. Um, I, you know, we've been doing so many pub quizzes and table quizzes and, and all of this stuff over the years, I'm starting to forget uh, who's who's won in the past. I know that Victor has not won a Picard um pub quiz. He didn't win last year's pub quiz, so we know at least that's, uh, that he's... Uh, he, is a new winner for Picard. How about that? Yes. <laughs> well done, Victor. That's great. I think I think Victor actually lives in the US. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, which means, Victor, the goodies that you'll be receiving is the Star Trek Chateau Picard at home wine bundle. Mm. Indeed. What's that? So I am hoping you do like a, a, a drop of wine, but it consists of two wine glasses, a serving board for your nibbles, whether mm-hmm. that's crisps or peanuts or olives or cheeses and a corkscrew as well so well done and you'll also be getting on top of that it's a magnetic delta badge star trek delta badge as well excellent excellent um we have to say this all subject to availability but we'll be in contact with you victor we'll get your address from you and uh, we'll order those for you congratulations and well done to everybody that's uh, that's entered the pub quiz we yeah. hope you had fun at least uh, picking out all those details uh, from the series of star trek picard at uh, season two yes and don't worry you can also take it away from home if you need to on a picnic like we said you could storm la serena and have time for uh, cheese wine uh, and a few <laughs> pickles as well once you've got rid of those pesky borg drones There you go, Victor. So a good prize for you there. Yes. Excellent. That's it for our Picard Season 2 podcast. We will be back, of course, with Picard Season 3 whenever that comes out. We think it's going to be within a year because the filming's done. So uh, it's all all completed. So uh, hopefully you'll join us for Star Trek Picard Season 3, but loads of other stuff to join us for. Yes, absolutely. We also will be wrapping up our Moon Knight coverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking at the assembled or making of episode of Moon Knight, we'll also be joined by uh, our friends and fellow podcaster uh, Ray Mm -hmm. from the Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. And it'd be great to get his thoughts on uh, the six episodes of his favourite comic character. Absolutely. Uh, Did it live up to expectation or not? You can find out when we uh, take on uh, the wrap-up episode for Marvel's Moon Knight, which will be out in the next couple of days. Absolutely. Don't forget, we also have a pub quiz uh, to announce to crown the winner for over there as well. Uh, on top of that, as we said, June is going to be a very busy month. Where we kick off is going to be back to The Boys Season 3. Um, yes. Let's just say this now. We do have the episodes in advance. We've watched the first three episodes, which will all be released next Friday uh, on Prime Video. Um I was unprepared. (laughs) 
I, my memory is kind of shot. If you haven't seen The Boys, it is a very extreme show that does ask you to, that does push the boundaries quite a lot. Oh, yeah. And that first episode of season three, I'd forgotten how extreme season two had gone. And this is around the same level or even further. Uh, no spoilers for, for shocking, episode, hilarious. Possibly disturbing for some viewers, um, yeah. but nonetheless, um, the dark humor, the chaos, yeah. the multiple spinning plates that are crashing to the floor that is Homelander uh-huh. uh, will be on show in Boys Season 3. It is. Um, so, yes, can't wait for that. We will also have uh, Marvel's miss marvel yes uh, as well that will be coming out uh on disney plus in mm-hmm. june as well yep and june 8th yep. june 8th and third and finally mm-hmm. in the month of june we have season three of the umbrella academy yes we do um or the sparrow academy uh-huh. uh where yes there is a bit of timey wimey extravaganza yeah um eleganza happening <laughs> in the umbrella academy i'm excited to see that yeah but me too unfortunately as they do with most of their netflix shows uh, all 10 episodes dropping on the same day um for umbrella <laughs> yeah. academy season three it's a lot uh, you know and i think the show is really good and i feel when they do that with their shows they kind of lose momentum. It's it. Every looks of every weekend is gone. I know with the final season of uh, Stranger Things, which has just come out, they're dropping half of it now and half of it later in uh, later in the year. With Ozark, the final season of that, they did half of it and half of it later in the year. So it at least extended that enjoyment for people to watch. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, it's, I'm kind of saddened for Umbrella Academy because the cast is great. The oh, story in season two was fantastic, and I'm always sad when it goes. It all comes out. Everybody watches it on a weekend, and then the conversation just disappears. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a long time since season two now, and I'm, I'm hoping everybody jumps back on board and, and enjoys uh, season yeah, two. I season really, three. really enjoy Umbrella Academy. Some fine, fine characters yeah. and performances uh, from the cast yeah. of, of that show. So absolutely. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Same for the boys mm-hmm. as well. And I'm absolutely excited for miss marvel really love the trailer yeah. for it so yes plenty on offer from tv podcast industries yep. in the month of june and we'll work out a way to record it uh, as well yes uh, with our missing co-hosts the pick and mix <laughs> as to the host to uh, hosts that will be on each episode uh-huh. is still to be determined yep. but we're trying to do as much as we can ahead of schedule and um, so that we can have at least the three of us myself Derek and Chris, with our dulcet tones, waxing lyrical about the boys and Miss Marvel and the Umbrella Academy. Yes, in whatever configuration it is. Yes, You know, there's there's part of me that's going, this is our 667th episode, John, of the podcast. It's part of me that's going, I could construct a co-host out of all of the words that we've recorded from you and Chris uh, <laughs> over the course of the last uh, last two years. But that sounds like a lot, or the last six years, excuse me. Uh, but that sounds like a lot of work, so I'm not going to do that. That will be a lot, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, remember, fellow Trekkies and Trekkers, we're over at tvpodcastindustries.com, and please subscribe and share the podcast, because sharing the podcast is, of course, sharing the love. Yeah. If you want to support us with a monthly donation, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash TV podcast industries, or for a one off payment, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash TVPI. Uh, any 
support is very very much appreciated absolutely uh, and welcome yep absolutely and thank you to all of you who have been supporting us over the last six years um and always great to get your support and your feedback it's been really good fun hearing your thoughts uh, as we have been going through all of these shows we'll speak to you next time whatever show that might be yes absolutely thank you so much fellow trekkies and trekkers it's a pleasure discussing all things to do with star trek with you and i cannot wait to discuss the boys the Umbrella Academy, and Miss Marvel mm-hmm. with uh, you as well. Whether it's in your fellow boys and girls, your fellow defenders, or your fellow brollies. Uh, oh, you're using brollies now, are you? Uh, brollies, yeah, it always has been. <laughs> alumni. Or alumni, alumni yes. From uh, Umbrella fellow Academy. brollies. Trolley brollies <laughs> is what I like to refer to our great listeners. Um, so can't wait to discuss all things uh, about those shows mm-hmm. as well. So as always, remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep trekking. Bye. Bye.